Hey, everyone. Welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. In this daily editorial, we are introducing Silver X Mining, traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol AGX, and on the OTCQB under the symbol WRPSF. Now, Silver X Mining was just listed in July of 2021. We are chatting with the President and CEO, Jose Garcia. Silver X Mining is a production and exploration company here. The company has really just started up a production at uh, one of the company's projects in Peru. The company is broadly focused in central Peru at the Tengana project. The company also has the Esperanza project. That should be the next source of production for the company, as well as a couple other exploration projects. Now, all of these projects sound like they do have exploration potential on them. But Jose, since it is the first time, your first time on the show, we really just wanted to get a broad overview of the company here and what the strategy is to continue to grow this early stage production. Can you just give us a general overview here of why your team and you chose Peru and what the strategy is in terms of current production, please. Good morning, Corey, and hello, everyone. Thank you for having us today. I'm very pleased to be here. And yes, SilverX is a producer, uh, which is not that common in this junior space. And we also have very exciting exploration. We started the company in Peru a few years ago, and it was built in a bottom-up fashion. We started from scratch, and we've consolidated a fantastic district in central Peru, in Huancavelica with almost 20,000 hectares of this really large epithermal system containing silver, zinc, lead, copper, and gold. And as you rightly said, we are developing our Tangana project, which is a very high-grade vein system, which is in production. We are also drilling. We have a processing facility. We have all the infrastructure that it takes, and we are already growing with it. As you just mentioned, we own a district, and that means a lot in terms of the projects that are going to keep coming online as we develop Tangana. So then the second project will be Esperanza, and I will add production and, most importantly, resources. And why is all of this important? Because, again, we are mind builders. We are a team with global acumen, with global thinking. We are all based in Lima, and we are building a company the way it should be. We are growing our resources. We're increasing our production, and we are going to become, at some point, and sooner or later, the mid-tier silver company that we all want to become. Well, Jose, let's talk about how you're going to grow into a mid-tier silver producer, starting at Tangana with the production growth. One of the plans is to actually up the throughput of the mill. Walk us through how that's going and how the increase in production capacity is going to help you increase throughput. Yes, we own a mill that is 600 tons a day, high-grade flotation plant. We, just last quarter, uh, in 2021, we got permitted for an increase of 20%, so basically to 720 tons a day, and that is being implemented now as we speak. So we hope to deliver the mill towards the last week of February or first week of March. That's the plan. And as of that point, we're going to ramp up again the mine production to make sure that Q2 is actually a very successful quarter and the rest of the year, of course. So, Jose, what are we looking at in terms of current production right now, even before the ramp-up that sounds like it's ongoing, 
and general grades that you guys are mining? Actually, grades are good. The last drill intercepts that we had were quite spectacular, and overall, Tangana confirms to be, or is confirmed to be, a very good grade system. In terms of overall production, we want to reach the 600 tons a day very soon, in the next few weeks, and quickly uh, ramping up to 700, with an overall sort of head grade equals about 10 ounces of silver, okay? So in an overall 2022, we intend to go beyond the 1.5 million ounces of silver equivalent. Of course, we have silver, again, that has credits for zinc, lead, copper, and gold. Okay, so keep this number. In 2022, it will be approximately $1.5 million, uh, million ounces. And in a full year, let's say 2023, we'd like to go beyond the 2 million ounces equivalent at the current capacity, okay, without taking into account the potential upside. Well, Jose, let's talk about also how you can expand the throughput of this plant through exploration. I know you have three main zones. I believe they're just the one, two, and four veins that you're working on. But you have a drill program planned for this year to keep expanding the resource reserves at Pangana. Walk us through what the exploration plan looks like there for 2022. Oh, yes. Um, obviously, we want to increase our resource when I have a very long mine life. And most of the drilling we are doing at the moment is just underground. Uh, which takes time because you need lots of preparation before executing the drilling. But the first half of the year actually is focused on increasing that Tangana resource. Um, we have just confirmed Tangana at depth, also actually on a strike. So in the next few weeks, you will see further drilling results on top of the ones we delivered last quarter. So you'll see that is quite attractive. But also, there is some other targets. In this area of Tangana, there is uh, potential um, scars, let's say bigger tonnage deposits, in other words, okay, but also disseminated gold, which is something I will come back in a minute. So toward the second half of the year, we plan to drill these targets, and hopefully we are going to bring both tonnage, but actually new discoveries, perhaps, okay, that's the gold target. So that's 2022. But as we said, we have other projects, it's called Esperanza, and that project will be in drilling, or say preparation and drilling towards you know, the end of 2022 and throughout 2023 as well. Again, going back to the idea that the district will grow organically. One project, then the second project, like two building blocks of value. Okay, so Tangana, that's the feed right now with still that exploration upside. But then Esperanza, that sounds like, I know from prior conversations with you, you're hoping to bring that into the production portfolio by 2024. What work needs to be done at Esperanza? What's the current status of that project and asset? And what work do you need to do to actually get it into that production portfolio? Esperanza is a really large web of veins. Okay? They were partly mined in the past, very high grade. When I went to that, I used to mine extremely high grade. Okay? But all our recognition work has been based on surface mapping. So towards the second half of the year, we're going to put some drilling onto that. So confirming the main structures and throughout 2023, we expect to be in a resource definition period. So before building the mine, obviously, we want to confirm again the extension of the resources, the ore bodies, and obviously do the mine preparation, which is putting in place the infrastructure to make sure that we can start at full capacity. Conceptually, if we have Tangana at 720 tons a day, we anticipate Esperanza will be about the same capacity or even higher. So it sounds like, Jose, you would just increase the mill throughput when you bring Esperanza online. But let me ask you this. On Esperanza, do you have a, a rough idea of how much drilling and meters you're going to do this year? And then would the plan be to put out a 
a resource update on it or an economic study at one point in 2023? What is the overall plan that still has to happen before you could get it in production as far as resource estimates and economic studies? Yes, we have some drilling plant for the second half of this year that actually includes about 5,000 meters of DDH. In terms of resource upgrade, we intend to upgrade uh, to update our 43101 or technical report just next quarter. Okay, that won't include Esperanza because Esperanza has not been drilled yet, but will certainly include the extension of Tangana in both measured, indicated, and inferred resources. Okay, the Esperanza resource will be updated in 2023. Where does the company stand resource wise in terms of even current mine life or? Uh, generally, what can you tell us where you know what you have in the ground that you're building off of now? If you look at our technical report, and that was a listing requirement um, more than a year ago, actually, almost two years ago that we filed that, you'll find a, a relatively large inferred resource. It's more than 7.3 million tons of very good crates, um, all contained on these veins. And that was a very conservative approach. Since we actually started drilling after it went public, we've been upgrading that resource. So at the moment, we already have somewhere around 350,000 tons that is measured and indicated. They are non-compliant yet because they've not been filed, they've not been reported to the TSX, but we'll do so within the next quarter with the additional drilling that we are doing at the moment. So we'll anticipate that basically going to report just in the next, in the last six months that we've been drilling, a two and a half to three years mine life. That's extremely important for us, okay? And we are going to keep going with that. So in other words, what we are doing over the next few months is just to increase the life of the mine just with the Tangana project. Um, mining these underground veins takes time. Again, we have to be patient because uh, you need to develop the infrastructure, you need to put the drill platforms, execute the drill holes, etc., etc. But throughout 2022, we are going to accumulate lots of success because we are really mining a, a very exciting system. Well, Jose, you'd also mentioned earlier that you had some other new targets that would also help feed Tangana. And one of them is this Hasawasi target that is that disseminated gold target that you had mentioned earlier. Would you just walk us through how that could also be another exciting part of the story at Tangana? Yes, indeed. Uh, we have several veins in, in this Tangana area, and they are all very high grade. The typical low sulfidation environment with silver uh, and polymetallics, right? But what we've done in, in the surface sampling is that we, we found that there is about 100 by 150 meters of, of disseminated gold on surface. The system is yet to be understood. There's potential a high sulfidation environment over there, but there's also the belief that there may be other kind of deposit. I don't want to advance any thoughts on that. But really, we are just hoping to get the drilling permit very soon. And we are excited to start that project because we believe it's going to report very, very good outcomes. It's next to our Tangana project. is literally within within the veins. Okay, so that's another exploration and then production growth potential there. Sounds a bit earlier on. What about this Maria Luz project? This project is a little bit more, I believe, to the southwest of the other projects. What's the strategy with Maria Luz? Maria Luz is a project that is um, in an earlier stage. The veins actually are very, very high grade, despite being a bit narrower. We're going to do some drilling this year, and you'll see some very exciting results. But in terms of production, will be the third online. So basically, with Esperanza and Tangana, we have the tonnage. With Maria Luz, we'll have the very exciting exploration that also our investors want to hear about. Well, Jose, since it's your first time on the show, would you mind just sharing your background in the, the mining industry and then any other key people on your team that you'd like to highlight? 
Uh, yes, of course. I am a mining engineer with global experience, including several countries, Chile, Peru, Australia, Switzerland, and important companies like Anglo-American, Inmet Mine, and BHP Billiton, all the World Economic Forum. Uh, but they have actually a, a stellar cast. Um, we have really good managers in Peru with decades of experience managing some of the most important companies in the country, Hochschild, Volcan, or even Glencore in Bolivia. But we also have a stellar board. And in Canada, we have really good backing. You can see on our board people like Mike Hoffman, former chair of Trebali, Daryl Cardi, formerly with Northern Empire Resources. And these actually people that are very well known in the markets and the why we call ourselves SilverX. And Paul Matisek is one of those. You know, He's part of the saga of the X companies. He just recently sold Gold X as well, Lithium X in the past. You can check that. And he's actually one of our mentors and he's behind the deal. Okay. So a well-known team, actually, from what I'm hearing here. Let's talk about some of the other company fundamentals. Shares outstanding. I'm seeing 122 million outstanding on a fully diluted basis, just short of 134 million. An interesting split up here of insiders owning 30%, institutions about 15%. Can you share with us any key large shareholders, please? Yes, indeed. In terms of management and insiders, we own somewhere in between 30 and 35%, um, including myself. I still remain the largest shareholder of the company with about almost 15% of it. By the way, I've been buying shares Okay, to all of our potential investors. I've been buying shares consistently over the last few months. And still, again, the management is fully, fully involved. We are heavily incentivized with our stock, not with our salaries. We also have good institutional money. We have people like U.S. Global in the U.S., Sprout in Canada. We've got Eric out of Switzerland or Baker Steel Resource Capital from, from England, from the U.K. Well, Jose, can you also remind people of what the general budget will be for 2022 and how much cash the company has in the Treasury? Yes, our budget for 2022 includes sales for more than $25 million U.S., which is great news, not only because the company grows, but actually we'll achieve an EBITDA, we'll achieve a profit, and that will allow us to grow organically also within the district. In terms of the cash position at the moment, we have $4 million in the bank, and we are uh, expected to navigate the next few months in a very comfortable position. Okay, so overall, it sounds like the company here already in production, but ramping up production to grow to commercial production with these different growth avenues at the projects already owned. Is there potential here of uh, acquiring other projects in the area to fully utilize that mill even before you might bring on some of the other assets? Well, yes, Corey, indeed. Juan Cabalica is a phenomenal silver district since the times of the colony. It's not been under the radar of investors over the last decades, but now it is. And we keep on growing the district. We've been consolidating properties over the last three, four years, and we'll keep on doing so, Okay. So you also will see some news along those lines in the next few months, okay? But beyond Juan Cabalica, I think SilverX wants to become that uh, silver company of choice. Again, we are mine builders. We are people that can operate really, really well. And we are also looking at other opportunities to make sure that we grow in the next few years. We want to become a mid-tier. That's clear. Absolutely. Well, you guys are already in production and have some growth avenues just with your internally owned assets. To wrap us up here, Jose, can you give us just a general overview of news flow? What investors can expect news flow wise coming from the company more or less throughout this year? Indeed, 
very soon you will see that the expansion of the plan has been finalized, uh, it's ready. You will see that we are providing ideas about our development and production for 2022. After three months of production, once the plan is ready, we'll announce that we are in commercial production. That's going to be very big news, okay? And in parallel to that, we'll keep announcing our drill results. We are intersecting the veins. It's very good grade. We'll probably drill Hasagwasi next quarter. So our investors will keep on watching that sort of exploration profile of the company, okay? But don't forget that we do production and exploration. That's going to be what we are going to be talking about. Okay, Jose, I appreciate you taking this time to update us on Silver X Mining. If anybody has any follow-up questions, please email us either fleck at kereport.com or shad at kereport.com. We're also going to follow up as more news hits the market to get a little bit more information on some of these projects and to keep following along on what sounds like a uh, growth-oriented producer here in Peru. Jose, really appreciate the time and appreciate the introduction. Thank you, and please keep us up to date on future news. Absolutely. Thank you for having us today.